Hi, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Today, we are continuing our new series called The Unstuck Spiritual Life. It's actually the last week. How did we get here? I know. I know. Well, we're getting ready for, for Lent. I know. Don't and give so too much away. We, we're going to be moving into that <laughs> very, very soon. Next week. So this week. is kind of going to be a transition, if you will, mm-hmm. into Lent. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Well, I think that I'm excited about today's episode because, you know, I love practical advice. Like I want somebody to just tell me what to do. Like that's, you know, we can talk, talk, talk about something. (laughs) Well, honey, (laughs) we can talk, talk, talk about something. But when somebody just says, now these are the steps you take. Oh, that brings such relief to my soul. So that's probably why I like practical (laughs) advice so much. And, And I'm excited about today's episode because we're going to talk about specifically practical steps that you can take to get unstuck or any of us can take when we're feeling stuck. Um, And so what are some of those things, honey, should we back up actually a little bit and just share a little bit about the series and what we've been talking about? I feel like maybe we should do that in case somebody's somebody's just hopping in. Absolutely. I think from the beginning of this little mini series, The Unstuck Spiritual Life, we've been talking about how first and foremost, you know, we've been made to be in a relationship with God and that God loves us. He created us. You know, we bear his image and we were made to know him and to love him and to serve him, to glorify him and all that we do. And um, so like we need to start there um, mm-hmm. and that obviously our sin separates us from God and we have a real adversary who works against uh, that relationship. And, and yet God invites us through Jesus into a, a new relationship mm-hmm. um, with himself. And um, it's this lifelong journey of trust, right, that that um, is the spiritual life. And, and as we are learning to listen to Jesus, we're, we're, you know, learning from him and learning to be like him. He's transforming us from the inside out through the power of the spirit. And that's this lifelong journey. And along the way we get stuck, we go through different Mm -hmm. seasons that can be challenging and difficult. Um, and we've been talking about, you know, just different stages of Mm. the spiritual life. And, you know, I was kind of sharing the last episode that, you know, some of that was really new to me that, that I just for a long time just assumed that you just became a Christian and you read your Bible and prayed and went to church. Mm-hmm. and tried not to sin, and someday you died and went to heaven. Um, and the reality is that the church history is full of different writings and different examples of um, you know different ways of describing the, the stages of growth that we go through. Mm-hmm. And last episode, we talked about three stages, you know, or three ways. Sometimes it's called three paths, mm. you know, the purgative right. way, um, the illuminative way, and then the unitive way. And, and so if you, if you get a chance and you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to the mm-hmm. last episode. Um, and so today we're really talking about, in particular, um, not so much about those three stages, but we're talking about that season or those circumstances that we all run into, just seasons where we feel dry. Mm-hmm. And, and um, we did say, I do want to mention too, in the first episode, we did talk about some things that you can you know, look for in your life that could cause that right, spiritual... To, to get stuck, yeah. Yeah, that spiritual dryness or feeling stuck. Um, but I, something that just came to mind that I'm just curious to hear your thoughts about, do you feel like... Um, any time in our life, you know, we could, we could feel this, um, we could have these feelings of being stuck or we could feel this spiritual dryness, or would you say that specifically happens at certain times? No, I think that's a great question. I think that, that the reality is, is that, um, that feelings of dryness or being stuck, I think can happen, um, anytime, 
um, in, in any stage of the spiritual life. Mm. You know, some writers would say that it, that it maybe is more characteristic in the purgative stage. Um, mm. And so when, when you think about, you know, um, just those seasons where God seems distant maybe or we're, we're struggling in, in greater ways, oftentimes, um, you know, that, that maybe is more characteristic in, in the purgative um, than, than in other stages, maybe but that's it really because, can happen anytime. Right. Well, and for those listening that didn't hear about the purgative stage, that's, that's in that, in that stage, you're, you, you may be getting rid of sin. Yeah, it's a battle, and, right? And, and you're, so, you're, yeah, beginning to follow Jesus or you're following mm-hmm. Jesus and you're, you're beginning to deal in, in a new way with just the presence of sin in your life. And, but I'm thinking even if you've been a Christian for a while right. and you're stuck, you know, you are, your sins are, overtaking you or you feel overcome by them, then yes, it would be natural to feel like you're stuck spiritually. You're dry. You're not close to God. Definitely. When we talked about this was in, in, you know, the last season we talked about, you know, what, what writers have called the dark night of the soul Mm. and, you know, that journey inward. And so, you know, different categories there, but you know, that, that idea that, yeah, in the Christian life that, that we become converted, right. We come to know Jesus and we're grounded in our faith. We begin to serve him and we're discovering our gifts. And, and there comes a point where maybe we, we hit a wall spiritually or we experience some, um, you know, horrible loss. God Mm. does something that we weren't expecting um, and he does something uh, beyond what we thought he should. And we enter into that season known as the, the dark night of the soul, where, where God seems distant. We can't perceive his presence. Um, he's behaving in a way that we don't like or that we didn't expect. And some of those answers that we had biblically or theologically, they just don't cut it anymore. And so that season, um, too, is, is oftentimes marked by great dryness mm-hmm. um, and uncertainty and, and distance. We, we, we don't feel God's closeness or his presence. And so um, there, there are um, a variety of ways that, that a believer, you know, follower of Jesus can experience dryness mm-hmm. in the Christian life. And again, as we've said from the very beginning, um, we shouldn't be discouraged by that, that, that what we've been describing all along in these different stages mm-hmm. and particular seasons of dryness like this is normal in mm-hmm. the spiritual life. And so I, I wouldn't want anybody to feel discouraged, um, you know, by that in any way um, that, that we all experience at different times and in different ways, seasons of, um, yeah, of, of you know, of, of dryness and not maybe mm-hmm. understanding what God is doing and not feeling that closeness um, that we mm-hmm. experienced before. Some of the feelings maybe that, that went along with the Christian life early on. And those are all, uh, again, invitations by God mm-hmm. um, that he's doing something new. He's doing something different. And being stuck in that way is really, again, an invitation by God uh, to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what you brought up feelings, and I think, you know, we move from feeling, you know, we're walking by our feelings to walking by faith. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, God is working in our hearts. He's maturing us. And we may feel like it's a bit dry. Right. We might not feel like God is so close, but we continue anyways. It's like we follow anyways. We keep seeking him anyways. And I think that's one of the one of the chief characteristics of this season of dryness mm-hmm. um, is is just what you described, that, that God is maturing us and we go. It's, it's sort of like in love, um, you know, that infatuation period, you know, mm-hmm. the honeymoon phase where, you know, you just are all kind of giddy and, you know, you, you just, you know, can't get enough of each other. And, and you just, every right. time you get together, there's, um, there's sparks, you know, all, the, all of those things. And it's 
maybe being a little dramatic, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And 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 as your as your love grows and matures, you know those feelings go away. They they have to. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you love your spouse or or, or you know your boyfriend or your girlfriend less. Um, but it, it's a new love. It's a deeper love. It's a more mature love. And the same thing is true in the spiritual life mm-hmm. that what happens in seasons of dryness is we're learning to love God for who he is and not what he gives us, including mm-hmm. feelings. And so uh, we're learning to walk by faith and to trust him, to take him at his word, uh, to obey what his word says, regardless of how of how we feel. And so that is one of the chief characteristics of what God is up to in seasons of dryness. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say that, that in seasons of dryness, another thing that God is up to is that um, we're learning to love like God loves. You know, mm-hmm. we, we tend to we tend to love people. Um, uh, maybe I'll say that we tend to love God like, you know, like we love other people. Mm-hmm. And we tend to love, you know, the reality is we, we usually love people um, for what they can do for us. And mm-hmm. we love them as long as they love us back. And that's really a selfish love. Right. Um, and so one of the things that God is doing in seasons of dryness is we're learning to have our love for him, but also our love for others purified. And that's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we look at the cross and meditate on the cross, we're learning what real self-emptying or self-giving love really is. Mm-hmm. And so during seasons of dryness, that that's one of the things that God is up to. He, he wants us to know. Um, how much he loves us, but he's also purifying our love for him mm-hmm. and purifying our love mm-hmm. for others. And so we move from, you know, focusing on being loved to focusing mm-hmm. on loving. And we're learning to be humble right? And, and living with humility. And sometimes it takes those hard seasons to really understand that. Well, I think the, the thing that's significant about humility in this particular season of dryness mm-hmm. is is the admission that I can't do anything apart from God's grace. Mm, um, yeah. So for example, as a pastor, as a preacher, um, it's painful to get up and to go, you know what? Like there is nothing I can do apart from God's grace to mm. move my brothers and sisters this morning. Mm. God, unless you move, unless you speak through me, there's not going to be any change. That's really going to be lasting. That's really going to be significant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's humility. Right. Or in my own life, God, I, I, there's nothing I can possibly do to have feelings. I, I don't love you like I should. I don't have the kind of faith like I should. Mm. I don't love my spouse like I should. I don't love my kids like I, you know, whatever the, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, that's humbling. And, and it's, again, during this season that we are recognizing that any fruit that I bear, any fruit that we bear is, is an act of God's grace. I mean, John 15 um, we, we can't bear fruit apart from Christ. And during that season of dryness, we're learning that truth that anything good that comes out of our life that, that, um, is happening through our life is the result of God's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, not yeah. by anything that we do or manufacture, mm-hmm. or even our own feelings, uh, even those affections, those are an act of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And, and like I keep saying, in in this season, the most important thing is to just keep seeking God, keep being faithful and patient with the work that he is doing in our lives. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, it's really important for us. I think, you know, I know we want to sort of um, aim now in the direction of just you're talking about some really practical things to yeah. do, because I think mm-hmm. this is where it can get really discouraging um, for folks. You know, this is can be a really dangerous season for a lot of people mm-hmm. as, as they mm-hmm. are walking, um, you know, with God. This is a time when many people can abandon their faith. Mm. Um, they can give up on God. Uh, they can give up on church. They can uh, assume that something is either wrong with them or wrong with their church. 
um, or, you know, again, wrong, wrong with, um, you know, something wrong with our relationship with God. So it's really important, I think, during this stage uh, to surround ourselves with, with good community, to stay connected and to do some very practical things that we've likely been doing mm-hmm. all along. And so let, let's kind of hit on some of those really practical things before we wrap up um, this episode. Yeah. And I, I like that you said that we've been doing all along because I think, you know, we think something new is going to just change everything. And a lot of times it's some of the things we've been doing all along. And I think, you know, first of all, obviously is, is going to God's word and continuing to learn and grow in scriptures, uh, learning from other people who are teaching scriptures, just being faithful in going to God's word. Yeah, I, I think you know, I think of uh, Jesus's words in Mark or in Matthew chapter four, you know, where he says, "Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of yes. God." And, and that, that Jesus understood. Of course, he's quoting, you know, from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. Jesus understood that that his lifeline was the very words of God. Mm. And um, I think there are lots of times in the spiritual life where we might, you know, go to God's word, and we might not necessarily feel anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we might not see the change right away. But but God's word is so important for us during this season um, to keep in front of us and to keep as a priority. Uh, that God's word really is, um, uh, you know, uh, our great satisfaction, mm-hmm. our great sustenance. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would add to that just, I think, times of prayer um, right. and different types of prayer. Mm. Um, you know, we, we've talked about in the past this idea of, of just using the words of other people to pray. That sometimes mm. in seasons of dryness or difficulty or discouragement or suffering, like it's really, really hard to even find the, mm-hmm. the language to wrap around what it is that we're asking of God or what's mm-hmm. going on inside of us. And I think it's so important during these seasons or those seasons um, to, to sometimes use, you know, scripture, to pray scripture. The book of yeah. Psalms mm-hmm. um, is a great example to pray the Psalms or to pray uh, the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. uh, to pray other prayers that have been written by mm-hmm. you know, different men and women throughout church history mm-hmm. that can sometimes say what we, we want to say, but we're having trouble finding the words. Yeah. And that reminds me of prayer nights that I do on my Instagram at Ruth Schwenk is my Instagram. And I have, I started a couple of years ago. I just... Honestly, one night I thought I'm going to write a prayer for the woman that is reading this right now. I just really felt, I mean, I literally, it was like midnight and I wrote a few sentences, a prayer, and I just could not believe the response. It was like women saying, how did you know I needed this? It was like over and over again. And so since that time, I have written prayers um, that I post on Instagram and Facebook a couple of times a week. Um, All, you know, they can have to do with all sorts of things that we face in life. Um, But it's for the woman that's reading it that needs to hear that prayer or needs that prayer prayed over them. And that's exactly the point. They don't even know what to pray because, because of where they're at. And so I think, Again, this this is such a great way using resources um, that have those prayers written out for us in those times that we just we don't even know yeah. what to what to do or what to say. I think you know typically when we're talking about these kinds of prayers, we're talking about vocal prayers. Or that's that's what people have mm-hmm. called them. You know, praying the Psalms, praying the Lord's Prayer, um, or spontaneous prayers. You know, we tend to mm-hmm. think. Um, that, that spontaneous prayers are the more authentic prayers, you know, because they're coming from the heart. Right. But the reality is sometimes it's just even hard, like we're talking about, it's hard to know how to pray spontaneously because we can't find those words. Mm-hmm. But um, when we think about vocal prayers, we're really talking about praying with words. 
And, mm-hmm. and again, sometimes we have to pray those words that have been given to us either in scripture or, or elsewhere, mm-hmm. like, like you've mm-hmm. provided um, you know, on Facebook and on Instagram, and those can be such a blessing for somebody who's in a dry season, mm-hmm. who knows their need for God, who's hurting, who's questioning, but they just can't, can't even find the words to pray for right. themselves. Yeah. And so it's really important. You know, I think about um, another type of prayer that um, that I think is really important that the scriptures talk about, and it's not just um, vocal prayers, but it's meditation. Mm, and so I think about yeah. Psalm chapter one, for, for example, um, verses one and two, where the psalmist says, blessed is the one who does not walk. Uh, in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners. Um, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And that, that word meditate um, is a Hebrew word that, that literally means to, it's like to, to growl. It's the, it's the sound that maybe an animal makes as it's wow. devouring um, wow. something. Yeah. And so this idea of just sort of, um, you know, gnawing on God's word, devouring mm, God's word, yeah. meditating on God's word. Um, I don't know about you, but, but sometimes I can just get into the habit of, of reading, um, you know, a passage or reading a chapter and I can just kind of quickly go through it. And so meditation is really that idea of really slowing down and just sort of chewing on a word or a phrase and just asking the Holy spirit, you know, to, um, to speak to you and to bring to light what it is that he wants you to hear and see and understand. Mm -hmm. And so meditation is another, I think, a really, really important uh, way to prayer uh, to pray, especially when we're in seasons of dryness. That's good, and I love that picture of gnawing on His law day and night. Because you know, when I, I don't know, when I think about meditating on His law day and night, it sounds so. I don't know, like <laughs> lofty, lofty, and yeah. lovely, and. <laughs> This is like, this is the real deal. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> if I remember right, the, the Hebrew word is Hagah. Oh, and yeah. So we were to, I, I think we've hearing talked Ray, Ray about Vanderlaan, this before. Ray Vanderlaan and, talked yes. about that years ago. It's always stuck with me. And, and I honestly, yeah, it. I forgot that. And that's just so, so good. It just gives us a completely different picture. I love that. Yeah. One, one other thing um, before we wrap up, that I think is really important during this particular, you know, season of dryness and um, is, you know, is to examine yourself or to allow mm. God to examine you. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, um, the, the practice of, of um, examination, I think comes from Psalm 139. Um, you know, search me and know me, you know, examine mm-hmm. my ways, show me, you know, my ways. Is there, is there anything offensive in me? God mm-hmm. uh, point it out. I, I want to see it um, and, and lead me in the way everlasting, you know, the psalmist says. And so mm-hmm. the practice of examination can be done a variety of ways or a variety of times. I, I have gotten into the habit of doing it in the morning. And so the, the first thing that you do as a part of your prayer time in the morning is you just get up and you review your day. You think about the previous day and you just ask God to kind of, you know, play the tape back and think about the conversations and the events <laughs> and you think about your schedule and, mm-hmm. and then you're really, um, really reviewing, um, those conversations and, and where did I, you know, fail to respond to your love? Where did I fail mm-hmm. to really um, live like a like a son of God or a daughter of mm-hmm. God? Uh, where did I sin? Where, where did I, you know, break your heart, God? Where, where did I mm-hmm. um, offend somebody else? Where did I get upset? Where was I self-righteous? Where, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you repent of that. Um, mm-hmm. God, forgive me. Um, mm-hmm. And then you transition into just requesting, God, give me the grace as I move into a new day. Give me your grace uh, to live mm-hmm. as a son of God or a daughter of God. Um, mm-hmm. Help me to be somebody who is um, really radiating your love to those around me. Mm. And so that examination is meant to just be a daily practice of, of allowing God to search you and uh, mm-hmm. to bring to heart, to bring to light 
the things that maybe you're wrestling with or struggling with. Um, it, it's meant to be honest with God. And again, the, the, the more honest we are, um, the more intimate our relationship with, mm-hmm. with God will be. Yeah. And so I think that can be a really, really helpful practice. Some people do that three times a day. They do it in the morning. Oh, uh, they do it at lunch and they do it at night. I'm not that spiritual. I'm not that holy yet. <laughs> Maybe 2023. Um, but doing that in the evening actually can be a really, mm-hmm. really uh, good time to do that mm-hmm. as well. Again, you're just replaying your day. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of the ways that I just described. And that can be a great way, again, just inviting God's presence into your life. And, um, you know, you're asking the Holy Spirit to give you greater understanding, greater direction, um, more growth, mm-hmm. and ultimately for, for you know, him to draw you in a deeper, more intimate relationship uh, with the Father. Yeah, and I think, you know, in something like that, it reminded me of timers um, that I have, or reminders I have set on my phone to pray throughout the day. So if that would be helpful, like for this examination, you know, setting a reminder on your phone, time to examine yourself, time to you pray, know, yeah, time I mean, to confess all time that to, sin. Yeah. <laughs> or time, time to pray. But so these are just some of the practical ways that, y- you know, you can do your best to get unstuck. Yeah. And that is by, you know, going to scripture even when you don't feel like it, going to scripture, it's by praying. Maybe it's using someone else's prayers, like we said. Maybe it's praying scriptures, meditating on God's word, gnawing it, like we said. Um, and then just examining your life and making that a regular practice to examine yourself. I think staying, we, we mentioned it briefly, but just adding to that list, I think it's so important for us to stay in community. Yes. Um, this is, yes. you know, can be such a dangerous time for somebody spiritually. It's so easy for somebody to withdraw from their small group you know, or their church community, their, their local church. And so it's so important, I think, to stay connected um, in, in within the body of Christ. Mm. And I think overall, the, the point here is, as, we, as we close is that in seasons of dryness, it's so important for us to really keep doing what we've likely been doing all along mm. and to keep being faithful and to persevere and to be patient. Um, mm-hmm. the, the God's greatest work during this season is convincing you of his love for you. Mm, and I, I think that, that that's really what God is up to primarily in seasons of dryness, that he wants us to, to now rebuild a life based on the foundation of his unchanging love for us. And so keep being patient, um, keep persevering, uh, don't give up, don't get discouraged, keep doing what you've likely been doing all along. And, um, and God's going to do what he, what he's promised to do. He's going to show up. He's going to work. There's going to be a breakthrough. And, um, and when it comes, um, the fruit that he will bear will be a different kind of fruit. It'll be a deeper fruit. Mm. Um, it'll be a deeper relationship than we had before. And so I would say that as we close, Mm -hmm. um, don't give up, don't get discouraged keep doing what you've likely mm-hmm. been doing all along mm-hmm. and just watch what God's going to do. Yeah, we can trust him. Absolutely. Oh, this is so good. Friend, we are so grateful that you joined us today. If we haven't met yet, we want to get to know you. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwenk and at Ruth Schwenk or on Facebook and send us a DM and introduce yourself. We love to get to know you. And don't forget everything that we talked about will be at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. Again, we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. That's how we see it. We see it like a family, which is why we want you to introduce yourself to us. Well, we will chat soon and we hope you have the best week.